Amen. Amen. All right, well, of course, we are there uh, this morning in 2 Timothy chapter number 1, and of course, today is Mother's Day, and I'm going to be preaching a Mother's Day sermon, a, mother, a sermon geared towards the mothers this morning, and if you've been with us, you know that we've been going through a sermon series on Sunday mornings called Helping People Reach Their Full Potential, and usually around Mother's Day or Father's Day, um, what I've done in the past is we've taken a break from our sermon series, and I've preached maybe a specific Mother's Day sermon. Uh, but this morning, I'm actually just going to preach a Mother's Day sermon within our series. So we've been learning about uh, helping people reach their full potential. We've talked about how to reach your own personal potential. We, I preached to the wives a sermon entitled How to Help Your Husbands Reach Their Potential. I preach a sermon to the Husbands, entitled How to Help Your Wives Reach Their Potential, and this morning I'm preaching a sermon entitled How to Reach Your Full Potential as a Mother, How to Reach Your Full Potential as a Mother, and what I'd like to do is give you seven statements, seven thoughts, seven things that uh, every mother uh, should do, according to the Bible, to be the best mother she can be, to reach her full potential. I realize it's Mother's Day, and I'm going to move as quickly as I can. I've got two goals this morning. One is to uh, not preach very long, and the other is uh, to not offend you in any way. Um, whether I can accomplish those goals, we'll see. Uh, you'll have to be the judge of that. Um, I wouldn't hold my breath, but we'll see what we can do. All right, seven statements regarding how to reach your full potential as a mother. You're there in 2 Timothy chapter 1. If you look at verse number 5, 2 Timothy 1 and verse 5, the Bible says this, when I call to remembrance, this is, of course, the Apostle Paul speaking to Timothy. Of course, this is Scripture. We know it's under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, but it is a statement that he's making to Timothy. He says, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee. And isn't that what we would love for uh, anyone to say about our children, about our adult children? I would pray that a spiritual leader somewhere would one day say to my kids, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee. And this is, of course, a testimony to Timothy. And I want you to notice that Paul then connects this to his mother and his grandmother. He says, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, and then he says this, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and, and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. And like I said, I want to give you seven statements this morning, and I want to do it as quickly as I can seven statements regarding reaching your full potential as a mother. Number one this morning, and if you're taking notes, and I do encourage you to take notes on the back of your course of the week, there's a place where you write, write down some things. Number one, uh, first statement this morning is this, to reach your full potential as a mother, you must be spiritual. To reach your full potential as a mother, be spiritual. Here, the Apostle Paul is telling us about Timothy and the unfeigned faith that is in him, that was in thee. But then Paul says that unfeigned faith that is in Timothy, Paul tells us that he identified that it dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and Timothy's grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. And what we learn about Timothy is this, that he had a godly mother and a godly grandmother. And there is a power in, a, in the influence of a godly mother. So to reach your full potential, ladies, you must, as a mother, uh, you must be and determined to be 
uh, a spiritual woman. Now, I'd like you to keep your place there in 2 Timothy chapter 1. We're going to come back to it here in a minute. But go with me, if you would, to the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament. If you open your Bible just right in the center, you will more than likely fall in the book of Psalms. Right after Psalms, you have the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter number 31, if you would. Keep your place in 2 Timothy chapter 1. And then when you get to Proverbs, do me a favor and put a ribbon or a bookmark or something there because we're going to be going back and forth between 2 Timothy and the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 31. You, of course, know uh, Proverbs 31. Many of you probably know that it is the famous proverb the famous chapter about the virtuous woman in proverbs 31 and verse 29 the bible says this many daughters have done virtuously but thou excellest them all i want you to notice that phrase here being spoken of this virtuous woman she excels the bible says that there's many daughters that have done virtuously but thou excellest them all And, and the idea there is that this virtuous woman has reached her full potential She has reached her full potential as a woman. She has reached her full potential as a wife. She has reached her full potential as a mother. He says, many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Verse 30, favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. I want you to notice this phrase, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. There is a power in being a woman that is spiritual, being a wife that is spiritual, being a mother that is spiritual. It's highlighted for us in the life of Timothy that he had this unfeigned faith, but he had this unfeigned faith which dwelt first in his grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. There is a power in a woman who walks with God, who has a genuine walk with the Lord, who who fears the Lord, a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Now keep your place there in Proverbs if you would, and go back to 2 Timothy chapter 1. And let me just say this. On Father's Day, I'll be preaching a sermon to the men, to the fathers, entitled, How to Reach Your Full Potential as a Father. Uh, But let me just say this about mothers, and obviously we understand that it is God's perfect will that a husband and a wife marry and have children, and that God's will would be that every child would be raised by both father and mother, and would be raised in a home where both father and mother are present. And I'm thankful for the fact that many, uh, many families here at Verity Baptist Church uh, have that testimony, and, and I praise God for that. But let me just say this. We understand in our culture and society that that is not always possible. And oftentimes, because of the way that things have worked out, because of sin in people's lives, um, mothers may be left to raise their children uh, alone. And, and I want you to just, I, I want to just encourage you in the sense that it's interesting to me that when Paul highlights the unfeigned faith that was in Timothy, the undoubted success that was this young man, Timothy, who had been raised in a Christian home, and, 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 and mom had succeeded. I mean, unfeigned faith is the goal that we must have with our children. Not that they are doing it because they are being told. Not that they are doing it because it is expected of them. Not that they are just in church or walking with God because that's what they're supposed to do. But that they themselves have an unfeigned, an un, uh, 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 fake. It's not fake. It's genuine. It's authentic. A real walk with the Lord. That should be the goal of every parent. And I would say that Eunice would be happy to read these words stated by the Apostle Paul about her son, Timothy, that Paul has identified in her son, this unfeigned faith that is in thee. But it's interesting to me that when Paul gives the credit for the unfeigned faith, there is no mention of a father. 
Now, I do not say that to minimize the role of a father because I believe that the role of a father is extremely important. But we understand that sometimes fathers fail. In fact, in our society, it seems like 50% of the time fathers fail. And the encouragement that I would want to give to you, mother, is that even if father is not all that he should be, there is a power in the influence of a mother that loves God and walks with God and has a genuine heart for the Lord. And you can still transfer that unfeigned faith from a mother to a child even if dad is not everything he should be. I want you to notice that there is no... And, and, when, we're, and when we are told about Timothy's father in the Bible, we, when he's mentioned, the one time he's mentioned, he's mentioned in a neutral sense. All we are told is that his father was a Greek. All we know is that his father was not Jewish. But we're not told he was a good father. We're not told he was a bad father. We're just not told anything. And you say, why is that? Well, unfortunately... That's how a lot of men treat fatherhood. They're just not very involved. And here we're told that a mother, and, and of course the mother we could uh, see that she was influenced by a, a grandmother. Her, the grandmother Lois and the mother Eunice had done a good job at being themselves virtuous women, a woman that feared the Lord. Uh, sh she shall be praised. And look, I'm just telling you, you kind of see this identified throughout the Bible. You see identified the power of a mother. The Bible often highlights this. Let me just give you one example. The story of Moses. We have his mother, Jochebed, who the Bible tells us because of situations that were out of her control, that child was taken from her. She was allowed to have Moses and nurse Moses. She had Moses for the times that she could nurse him. Uh, 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 but, but after that, he was taken from her. Yet, she had such an impact on Moses that when he was 40 years old, he turned all the way back around and he came back to walk with God. Why? A lot of it had to do with the influence of a mother. And I would not minimize the fact, ladies, that if you want to achieve your full potential as a mother, you must yourself be spiritual. Because a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. So to reach your full potential as a mother, you should be spiritual. Let me just say this as well. Notice there in verse 5 again, Grandmother Lois, Mother Eunice. If you're here this morning, you say, my children are grown and uh, they've got children of their own. Okay, well, please hear this, Grandmother. You're not done. You, you still have a role to play. Just because your kids are grown doesn't mean that there's not an influence that uh, you can have. You can have an influence on your own adult children, and you can have an influence on your grandchildren. Here, the credit is being given to the faith that dwelt in his grandmother, Lois, and his mother, Eunice. So if you're here this morning, you say, you know, Pastor, I, I, I wasn't taught these things. My kids are already grown, and they're out of the house. I wish I would have been taught these things, and I wish I, the things you're going to teach in this sermon today, and the things I've heard you preach in the past, I wish somebody would have told me that, but I didn't know those things, and, and, and and, and now my opportunity is gone. Let me just say this. The Bible teaches that we can forget those things which are behind and we can reach forth unto those things which are before. And instead of looking back and, and, and feeling guilt and shame and remorse and regret for what we failed to do, we should just ask God to forgive us and ask God to help us from this day forward. Because if you say, well, I didn't know how to be a good mother when I was raising my children. Okay, but can you be a great grandmother? 
Can you decide that this chapter in your life is not the final chapter of your life and that you can still have an influence? Obviously, the influence that you'll have on your adult children will be different than you would have had on them when they were little children. Obviously, the difference that, that, that you can make with your grandchildren will look different than it might have looked with your own children. But what I'm here to tell you is that the power of a mother and the power of a grandmother that walk with God is an amazing thing. So if you endeavor to reach your full potential, mother, or maybe grandmother, be spiritual. Walk with God. Make your walk with God a priority. Have a genuine, authentic relationship with the Lord. Read your Bible and pray. Be, be faithful uh, to to, to the house of the Lord and, and decide that you want to be a woman of which it is said she feareth the Lord because a woman that feareth the Lord she shall be praised. I said number one this morning to reach your full potential a mother must be spiritual. Number two to reach your full potential a mother must instill the word of God into her children. Again we see it there in, in 2 Timothy and I'm going to get off this verse here in a minute but I want you to see it 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 5 again when I call to remembrance the unfaith faith that is in thee notice he, what Paul says which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and we could say secondly thy mother Eunice and we could say thirdly I am persuaded that in thee also I want you to notice that there is a passing on of, 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 of generational faith here it goes from the grandmother Lois to the mother Eunice to the son Timothy. And I'm here to say something to you, mother, and it is this, that you must make it your job and your responsibility. You must make it your goal and your priority to instill the word of God into your children, to teach the word of God to your children. You say when they're little, absolutely. What if they're older? Still try. Do what you can to teach your children the word of God. Keep your place there in 2 Timothy, if you would. Go back to Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31. To reach your full potential as a mother, you must instill the Word of God in your, into your children. You must instill the Word of God into your children. Proverbs 31 and verse 1. Of course, we've already talked about this famous Proverbs, Proverbs 31, of the virtuous woman. It's interesting to me that the proverb of the virtuous woman which is often highlighted as, and it is, I don't, I don't disagree with this, it is the chapter on womanhood, on femininity, on how to be a, a good woman in general, how to be a good wife in general, how to be a good mother in general, how to just meet your potential as a woman, is Proverbs chapter 31. What's interesting to me is that Proverbs 31 was uh, not necessarily written down by a woman, but it was written down by a man by a son, by a Timothy, who was taught by his mother. Proverbs 31 and verse 1, notice what the Bible says. The words of King Lemuel. Who King Lemuel is, we don't know. Some people seem to think that it was maybe a second name for uh, Solomon. Maybe it's what his mother nicknamed him. I don't know. Uh, but he, here we're told the words of King Lemuel. Notice what he says. The prophecy that his mother taught him. And then this King Lemuel, whoever he is, I tend to think it's Solomon, I, I, we don't know. He goes on, he, he starts the chapter by saying, let me tell you what my mother taught me. 
the prophecy. You see the word prophecy there? Usually when we think of the word prophecy, we think of like a prophet foretelling the future, but that is not the way it is always used in the Bible. Oftentimes in the Bible, the word prophecy is meant to describe the foretelling of a truth, telling us of something that will happen in the future, like the book of Revelation. But oftentimes in the Bible, the word prophecy is used in, the, in a synonymous way to the word that we would use would be preaching. Sometimes it is foretelling, other times it is forthtelling. Sometimes it's foretelling the future, other times it's foretelling the truth. And here's what King Lemuel said. He said, the words, he said, let me tell you the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. Here's how maybe you and I would say it in our vernacular today. Let me tell you of all the preaching my mom did. This Lemuel had a mother who preached to him. And if you want to know, you say, I don't, what should I teach my children? Study Proverbs 31. She's teaching him about alcohol. She's teaching him about being careful with certain types of women. She's teaching him how to find the right wife and find uh, the, the right mother for his future children. He says the prophecy that his mother taught him. And listen to me, ladies. Your goal in life is that your adult children, if you're still capable of, of doing this, obviously if your children are grown, then your goal may be something different. But if you're sitting here this morning and you say, I still have my children in my home. They're still being raised under my care. Then your goal is that your adult children would be able to look back and say, let me tell you about all the things my mom preached to me about. Amen. The prophecy that his mother taught him. Go to Proverbs chapter number 6. Proverbs chapter number 6. You're there in Proverbs 31, Proverbs chapter 6, if you go back. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20. My son, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. My son, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. And I'm not preaching to... Uh, fathers this morning and I'm sure we'll come back to this verse on Father's Day but let me just say this we have two aspects here both father and mother play a role and please understand this though it is dad's job to instill truth in his children it, that does not mean ladies that it is not your job to also do the same in fact it might be interpreted this way a commandment is a direction something you are told to do you are commanded to do certain things here uh, uh, the the writer might be saying to us my son keep thy father's commandment this is this is I remember it's funny because I actually just remember how my parents taught me this proverb the way it was explained by my father and my mother who are here today praise the Lord for that and how I was taught this proverb as a child by my parents was this, that oftentimes it is the father that gives direction. It is the father that gives a commandment. It is the father that says, we will do this, we will not do this, this is allowed, this is not allowed. But then it is the mother's job to come alongside and explain the law behind the commandment. My son, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. It is a reference to the same agenda. It is the reference to the same teaching. It is a reference to the same taught. But though dad might be giving the commandments and saying, you will do this and you will not do this. Mothers, it is your job to then come along those side, those children. And let, and let me explain to you the law behind the commandment, the reason for the rule, the reason that we do this. Let me tell you why we don't want you. Mom, it's your job, mom, to maybe dad says, you will not hang out with so-and-so. You will not spend time with these people you will not go there you will not uh, uh be there you will not be under these influences but mom it's your job to make sure your children understand why 
Now, it is both jobs, father and mother, but I'm just saying this, that moms are the ones that have the ability to have this close relationship with their children where they can say, son, let me explain to you what kind of, do- what kind of future wife you want to be looking for. Let me explain to you what, 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 what kind of maybe career you should uh, uh, be trying to, to get into. It is a prophecy that his mother taught him. It is the law of his mother. By the way, the son there is Solomon. Go to Proverbs chapter 1. Look at verse 8. We see it again. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8. Proverbs 1, 8. My son, hear the instruction of thy father. My son, hear the instruction of thy father. And forsake not the law of thy mother. Mother, if you are to reach your full potential, you must make it a priority to instill the word of God in your children. And let me just say this to those of you that are homeschooling mothers, and I realize that not everybody has that opportunity and has the ability to be able to do that. But the Lord has blessed our church with many wives who do have the opportunity and the ability to homeschool their children. And let me say this to you mothers who homeschool your children, Like I said, our church has a homeschool group with about 90 kids in it, so we've got a lot of homeschooling families. And homeschool mom, there is no reason in the world why you should not be having Bible time with your children. And again, I'm not trying to pick on you, and I'm not trying to make you feel bad on Mother's Day, but I do want to encourage you that it is your job to make sure that your children can leave your home and say, my dad gave me a lot of commandments, but let me tell you about the prophecy that my mother taught me. Let me explain to you the law of my mother. One of the things that often warms my heart every day here at, as a pastor of Eddie Baptist Church, I obviously have an office here at our church, but I do most of my work at home, and I've got an office at my home as well. And one thing that warms my heart every weekday, every Monday through Friday, is the fact that as I'm upstairs working at my desk, I can hear my wife consistently gathering the children for Bible time. Before they start learning about English, before they start learning about math, before they start their American government and history and and, and our children learn about all those things, the first thing they do is they gather around their mother as she opens up the Word of God and reads the Word of God and prays with her children. And I'm thankful for that. I think my children, as a result, I'm talking about me personally, as a result of having a father that is a pastor, will probably have a lot of memories of things that they learned from me as a result of being their pastor and teaching them the Word of God three times a week here in the congregation. But I am thankful that they will always, and they will also have the preaching and the prophecy of their mother. And to reach your full potential mother, you must make it a priority to instill the Word of God in your children. Number three, Keep your place there in Proverbs, if you would, and go back to 1 Timothy chapter 5. Some of you are thinking, oh, you're getting a little close there to offensive. Okay. I'll, 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 try to, I'll try to dial it back. Number one, to reach your full potential as a mother, be spiritual. Number two, to reach your full potential as a mother, instill the word of God in your children. Number three, here's where we're going to cross the line, but we'll just have to do it. To reach the full potential as a mother, stay home with your children. To reach your full potential as a mother, stay home with your children. Now, again, let me say this. I'm specifically talking to mothers who have children living at home. Obviously, if your children are growing out of the house, I don't think this is something I get asked about a lot, and I just want to be clear. I don't, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world 
for a lady who's raised her children and, and, and they're out of the home now, they're married and they're, they're gone, um, to pick up a little part-time job somewhere if she wants to, if she's bored. I, I, I'm not saying I, that we would do that in our home. I'm just saying I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, and, and I, I like to, to answer that. But I, I do advise that if you have children at home, that you stay home with your children. I realize that this is not popular to say anymore. But this is what the Bible says, and this is God's perfect will. In 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 14, I'd like to just look at the verses, 1 Timothy 5, 14. The Bible says, I will. I will. This was Paul speaking, but he's speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And I would say that this is not Paul's will. This is God's will. I will, therefore, that the younger women marry, bear children, guide the house, give none occasion to the adversary to speak reproachfully. I will, therefore, that the younger women marry, bear children, guide the house. You say, Pastor, I'd like to know, what is God's will for my life? I'm a young lady. What is God's will for my life? Your, God's will for your life is that you marry, bear children, guide the house. I realize that's not popular. I don't care. That's what the Bible says. Now, let me say this. I realize that that is not possible for everyone. And though this is God's perfect will, it is not always God's possible will. Because of sin and because of situations, some ladies find themselves maybe alone in this world, and oftentimes it is not by their choice. Maybe they've been abandoned by a husband, and maybe they don't have any other choice than to have to uh, uh, go work, and if that's your case, ma'am, please know this, your, your pastor is not attacking you. I love you, and my wife loves you, and we want to do everything in our power to come alongside you and help you raise those kids for the glory of God. And if you're a Lois, if you're a, if you're a Eunice, and, and, and a husband is not in the picture, then, then let us help in any way we can. But what I am saying to you is that if you have the ability, and you have the power, and you have the option, it is God's perfect will that a wife marry, bear children, and guide the house. Titus chapter 2, if you would, you're there in 1 Timothy. If you go past 2 Timothy and Titus, I realize that that is not possible for everyone. But that is what God's will is. That is what God wants. That is what is best. Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2, verse 4. The Bible says that they, and again, you can read this on your own and get the context, but the they there is a, a reference to the aged women, the older woman, women mentioned in verse 3. It says that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste. I want you to notice this phrase, keepers at home. Keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. And again, let me just be clear. If you're here this morning and you say, that's what I'd like, because we've got women like that in our church who say, I'd love to stay home with my children. I'd love to homeschool my children. It's not a possibility. It's not an opportunity. It's not something that I can do. I, I'm forced to send my children to uh, school. If that's the case, then, 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 then take some uh, uh, solace in knowing that Moses was taken from Jacobin. And Daniel was taken from his mother. And Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. And if you have to send your children off to a government institution to be uh, educated and there's no other choice for you to do that, then, then just know that God can, can still have an influence through you and through your church and through your pastor. Now, I would say this. If you find yourself in that situation, ladies, then you better make church a priority. You better make having those children under the preaching of the Word of God and under the influence of these families and these men uh, something that you prioritize. But let me speak to those of you who have the ability and the opportunity. 
Make it a priority. You realize you can work for the rest of your life? You only have those children for 15, 18, 20, hopefully not 15, but 18. Sometimes. Only have them for 15. 18 years, 20 years, 22 years? Make it a priority to spend time and to be home with the children. And the reason that this has become something controversial is because we've all been brainwashed to think it's controversial. If our minds were renewed, let me tell you something, the feminist movement today, this is where I'm going to cross the line and I'm just going to get across off for one second and get back on the happy <laughs> sermon, okay? But the feminist movement is a lie. The feminist movement is anti-femininity. The feminist movement tells women that the greatest thing they could do is have children and, and, and give them voluntarily to someone else to raise while they go have some career. Let me tell you something. You've been lied, ladies. The greatest thing you can do is invest in your children and love your children and raise them for God. And I promise you, and I promise you that if you say, well, I, if you get to the end of your life and you say, well, I didn't have a career and I never became a CEO and I never became the first governor and I never became the first anything, but I've got these children that have an unfeigned faith, I'm, I promise you, you will be satisfied and you will be fulfilled. Amen. So don't take the lie of the feminist movement today. And, and I say that to those of you who do stay home. Don't let people talk down to you. Oh, all, all you do is stay home? Don't, 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 don't let them brainwash you into that sort of mentality. And I'm not saying you should be rude to anybody, and, and other, but the, the attitude should be, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you have to go to work and you don't get to spend time with literally the greatest gift you've ever been given other than salvation, your children. To reach your full potential as a mother, ladies, please stay home with your children. I realize that it's not always possible. I understand that. And when it's not possible, then lean into a church, lean into a pastor's wife, lean into a pastor that care about you and want to help you. But if it is possible, make it a priority. So you only have those kids for a short amount of time. Number four, go back to Proverbs 29. Proverbs 29. I said, number one, to reach your full potential as a mother, be spiritual. Number two, to reach your full potential as a mother, instill the word of God in your children. Number three, to reach your full potential as a mother, stay home with your children. Number four, to reach your full potential as a mother, discipline your children. To reach your full potential as a mother, discipline your children. Notice Proverbs 29 and verse 15. Proverbs 29, 15 says this, the rod and reproof give wisdom. The rod and reproof give wisdom. You say, what is that talking about? I can tell you this, it's not talking about a timeout. It's supposed to be a nice sermon, nice sermon, so I'm not going to tell you what it's talking about, but you can figure it out. The rod and reproof give wisdom, and let, let me just say this, in, in the day in our country where the discipline was a rod and reproof and not a timeout, we had more educated, more respectful, well-equipped children. The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself bringeth his father to shame. Is that what it says? I've always wondered why it says it, 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 it highlights mother. Obviously, a father shouldn't have undisciplined children either, and we'll talk about that 
on Father's Day. But let me just say this. The Bible seems to identify that children who are allowed to be disobedient, children who are allowed to be disrespectful, children who are allowed to be loud and rude and disorderly are a testimony to their mother's failure. The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. Mother, if you are going to reach your full potential, you must discipline your children. What does that mean? It means you don't ignore your children's bad behavior. It means you don't make excuses for your children's bad behavior. It means you love your children, and because you love your children, you discipline them and you correct them. Because to not do that, to not do that simply makes you an enabler. And again, maybe because it's Mother's Day or Father's Day, I'm flooded with thoughts of my own childhood, but I'll explain it to you the way it was explained to me by my father and mother when I was growing up. The way that they explained it to me was that the reason that they were going to take a rod and correct me was because if they didn't, I would grow up to become somebody who the police would then take a rod to correct me with. And when the police take out their rod, it's worse than when mother does. Because maybe mother, instead of giving time out, see, you gave time out and now the kids are in prison on a big time out. Again, let me get back on the nice side. Disciplining your children is an act of love. And what's interesting to me is that parents will often ignore their children's behavior and make excuses for their children's behavior so that they can tell themselves that they've got good, well-behaved children and and pretend like they are good moms and good dads when what they could actually do is not make excuses for their children's behavior, not make excuses for their children's uh, uh, bad attitude, correct their children, and then they actually would be good mothers and fathers. Do you want to just tell yourself, I'm a good mom? My kids do nothing wrong. I'm a good mom. Or do you want to tell yourself, my kids are sinners like anybody else. They do things that are wrong. I need to correct it when I find out about it. I need to correct it when I identify it. And then you actually will be a good mom. Correct your children. To reach your full potential as a mother, you must discipline your children. And please understand this. If your children are doing things that are wrong. They're doing things you don't like. They're doing things that embarrass you. You should correct it. Correction is something that should be addressed in the privacy of the home. And, and, and this is what I often see, especially young mothers, I don't think understand this, and I, I want to try to help you understand this. Correct your children at home so that they don't embarrass you in public. It's always silly to me when I see parents having to, you know, having the screaming match with their kid at the grocery store. You already failed. The the correction should have happened before you got to the grocery store. The training should have happened before you got to the public place. We correct our children privately so that they will be well-behaved publicly. To reach your full potential as a mother, you must discipline your children. Quit making excuses for your kids. Quit being like the ostrich and putting your head in the sand. Number five. I'm 35 minutes. 
I probably not going to make the whole offending thing, but maybe I can make the whole short thing. Deuteronomy chapter 6, if you would. Deuteronomy chapter 6, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. At least you get a nice shirt at the end. Genesis chapter 6. Sometimes if I can just say it with a smile, it'll feel good. That's what Joel Osteen taught me. To reach your full potential as a mother, you must be spiritual. To reach your full potential as a mother, you must instill the word of God into your children. To reach your full potential as a mother, you should stay home with your children, if possible. Number four, to reach your full potential as a mother, discipline your children. Number five, to reach your full potential as a mother, educate your children. Educate your children. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 5. Notice what the Bible says. Deuteronomy 6, 5. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Notice what the Bible says here. Thou. This is God speaking to parents. He says, Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And shall talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and that when I walk is by the way, and when I lies down, and when I rises up. And again, let me just say it. If you can homeschool your children, do it. Notice it says, thou shalt teach them. It doesn't say, a government institution shall teach them diligently unto thy children. And oftentimes, people will make the, you know, they'll, they'll say to me, like, I don't know if I can educate my children. I want to make sure they get a good education. Okay, well, listen to me. If you want to make sure they turn out spiritual, what I would advise is you pull them out of the public school and you homeschool them. And if you want them to get a good education, what I would advise is you pull them out of the public school and you homeschool them. Because let me let you in on a little secret. They're not learning how to read. They're not learning math in the public school. They're not learning anything. Nothing of value. All they're being taught is to rebel against their parents, rebel against God, and they're being told, you might be a homosexual. You know, why don't you experiment? That's what they're being told. I'm not talking about university. I'm talking about first and second grade. So if you can homeschool them, homeschool them. Now, again, I realize maybe you're here and you say, I'd love to homeschool. I can't homeschool them. I'm in a situation where I can't do that, and I understand that. And if you cannot, here's what I would say. Be involved. Be involved in their education. Be involved in what's going on. And look, if, if, if I woke up tomorrow and I was uh, in a situation where I, I had to send my children, you know, if I was a single mom and I had to send my children to school, okay, I'm not mad at you. In fact, as a pastor, I want to help you. But let me just say this. Be involved. Amen. Say the, the teacher wants to have a parent-teacher meeting. Oh, no, no, The parent wants to have a teacher meeting. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, I'd be, I'd be the parent who was involved. Making sure they're getting educated. Making sure they're not being brainwashed. Making sure you're, you're, you're realizing that it is your job to make sure those children get an education. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And for you ladies who are homeschool mothers and you have the opportunity to do that, let me say this. Take it seriously. Have routine. Children need structure. Get up at a certain time. Make them get dressed. Don't have school. You're having school in your pajamas at 2 p.m. What, what kind of thing are you teaching them? 
Look, here's all, here's all I'm saying is if, if, if we're going to educate our children and we are educating, my wife is educating our children, I'm just telling you, I'm gonna make, we're going to make sure, I'm going to make sure, and my wife is dead sure going to make sure that they get a better education than anywhere they could possibly get. And look, I'm just telling you, take your children's education seriously. Mom, if you're a homeschool mother, take it seriously. And if you cannot homeschool your children, be involved in their education. Be involved in what's going on in their lives. Number six, to reach your full potential as a mother, spend time with your children. Spend time with your children. Look at it again, Deuteronomy 6, verse 7. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And thou shalt talk of them, notice, when. You see the word when there? There's an emphasis on time. When thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Now let's look at that. God expects parents to spend time with their children when thou liest down, that means when you go to bed, when thou risest up, that means when they get up, when thou sittest in thine house, that means when you're at home, and when thou walkest by the way, that means when you're out of the home. That sounds like all day. That sounds like God expects mothers to be with their children all day. And I would just say, spend time with your children. Go back to Proverbs, Proverbs 29. Proverbs chapter 29, look at verse 15. Proverbs 29, 15. Proverbs 29, 15, the rod and reproof give wisdom. We already saw this verse, but I want to highlight the center part that we didn't look at. The rod and reproof give wisdom. Notice this little phrase, but a child left to himself. But a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. To reach your full potential, mom, you must spend time with your children. And this isn't, this is, this is, you say, well, I'm a homeschool mom. Great, praise the Lord. That doesn't mean you're spending time with your children. And this is something that every single parent needs to think about and deal with in the culture that we live in. But I'm just here to tell you, mom and dad, I'll tell you in a few weeks on Father's Day, okay? Don't allow them to be in front of a screen all day. Today, parents probably say, well, we don't, even, we don't have a TV. Which, praise the Lord, don't have a TV. Say, ah, it's extreme. Okay. Go ahead and fail with your kids. But today, even people say, well, we don't have a TV. But you have a laptop, you have a phone, you have a tablet. Your kids are just in front of a screen all day anyway. And I'm not saying don't have a laptop. I'm not saying don't have a, a phone. I'm not saying those things. What I am saying is don't allow your children to just be constantly in front of a screen. Like, this is radical preaching. Even our secular world tells you that today. It's not healthy for children to be having their eyeballs in front of a screen all day. Say, so, well, what do we do? I don't know. Maybe talk to your kids. Have a conversation with them. Ask them questions. Get to know them. Spend time with them. And look, I just, I, I, let me reiterate it. When you see a child that's well-behaved in public, know that there is a mother who's spending time with them in private. I thank God for the fact, and, and again, my children are not raised, so I, you know, we're, we're still working at it, and we're hoping that they turn out for God. That's our goal. I do a lot of traveling as a pastor. I preach 
I get asked to preach in many different places, and often as I preach, I will bring my children with me, one or two children with me everywhere I go. Sometimes I bring the whole family if it's possible to do that. And one thing that we're often being told, and I appreciate this, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had all my kids in a row on a plane and just people are just like, I cannot believe these kids. I cannot believe. You know, and it's usually like two rows down, there's one mom with one kid who's like 14. And they're just like out of control. And people are often, but look, please understand this. Please understand this. Because people, they, they have these like, these disconnects are like, oh, I wonder how they got those six kids to be so well-behaved. <laughs> well, it just happened. I mean, let me tell you. This is what we do. This is what we do at home. Um, we never talk to our children. We have them watch cartoons all day. They're on a screen 24 hours a day. We never discipline them. We never talk to them. And then they come to church, and they're well-behaved, well-adjusted children. Is that what you think? <laughs> but yet, that's what you think you're going to get. I'm just here to tell you, when you see well-behaved children in public, know that there's a mother spending time with them in private. When you see a child that can sit and listen and take, take commands publicly, know that there's a mother at home working with them privately. That's how it works. So why don't you turn the screen off? And mom, maybe this is where we should start. You turn the screen off. You turn, see, this is where the sermon, they, they always go this way. And it's just, <laughs> log out of Facebook, log out of Instagram, log out of YouTube, and spend time with your kids. Amen. With a smile. <laughs> to reach your full potential as a mother, you must spend time with your children. Is there any more encouraging sermon that could be preached on Mother's Day than spend time with your children? Go to Pro- I gotta be done. I'm gonna lose both, and so we gotta finish right here. Proverbs chapter four. Proverbs chapter four. Here's number seven. Proverbs chapter four. To reach your full potential as a mother, we talked about be spiritual, instill the word of God in your children, stay home with your children, discipline your children, educate your children, give attention to your children. Number seven, be tender with your children. Be tender with your children. Proverbs chapter four, verse three. For I was my father's son. Notice what Solomon says here. As he writes this proverb, I was my father's son. He had a pretty famous father, David. I was my father's son. He states that in a sort of proud way, like it's David, David. You know David? David and Goliath. That was my dad. And he states it in such a way because it's his right to the throne. Solomon is king because of his father, David. But I want you to notice, he says, I was my father's son. Assertive. Proud of that relationship. Praise God for it. Regarding his father, then here's what he says about his mother. Tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. Mother, you must be tender with your children. Sometimes dads can be a little rough. We'll talk about that on Father's Day. The Bible says, provoke not your children to wrath, fathers. But listen, if there's anyone that should be tender with a child, it should be their mother. You say, well, how do I apply that? You know, mom, choose relationship over things. Make the relationship with your children the priority. 
And look, I get it. I get it. You're home all day. You, you know, you, you're, you're, your husband goes off to work. You're, you're, he's gone all day. You've got three kids or four kids or six kids running around. You've got to homeschool them. It's stressful. I understand that. I, I'm, I'm not minimizing it. I'm telling you, I could not do that job. Your husband could not do that job. That is a job that you have been uniquely created by God to do. But please understand something. That in the midst of that chaos, we must choose and mothers must choose to prioritize relationships over things. To, when they break something, look, if they broke something out of rebellion, then they must be disciplined. But if they literally just spilled milk and it was an accident, don't just fly off the handle. Do you understand that? Now, they spilled the milk as an act of rebellion. No, you will make me egos, you know. <laughs> then discipline them. But you must prioritize relationships over things. Let me say this, Mom. You must prioritize relationships over appearances. I don't know that it's like this for everyone, but I can tell you this for myself and my wife. In the positions that we hold as a pastor and as a pastor's wife, everything we do is often analyzed, criticized. There's not a decision that we can make without somebody telling us, giving us a thumbs up, and somebody giving us a thumbs down. And when it comes to our children, I can tell you right now, there are things that we have done, there are things that we are doing, and there are things that we will do with our children that I already know, that I already know. Some of you very caring individuals that just happen to have a little too much time on your hands and you're just a little insecure, so you always have to be criticizing someone to make yourself feel better. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Some of you are going to have an opinion. But my wife and I had to make this decision a long time ago that we will not parent our children based off what you think. We will do what we believe is right. And it's funny to me how people who have often not raised their kids yet or have not raised their kids well have all sorts of opinions about what everybody else is doing wrong. I'm just here to tell you, mom, oftentimes moms can flip off the handle because your kid made you look bad. I would say to you, prioritize your relationships. You don't think our kids make us look bad? <laughs> they make us look bad from time to time. You know, something I'm thankful for my wife is that she will say this to herself and she will often remind her hard-headed husband. Okay, but are you upset because of what they did or are you upset about how it made you look? Because those are two different things. And I would say to you, Mom, and I'd say to you, Dad, in a few weeks, prioritize your relationship over your appearance. Prioritize your relationship over material things. Prioritize your relationship over everything. The only thing that you should not prioritize over your relationships is your relationship with God. To reach your full potential, Mother, you must be tender with your children. What does that mean? 
That means you prioritize your relationships. That means you spend time with them. That means you discipline them when they need it. And it means you don't discipline them when they simply made you look bad. It means you do everything in your power to reach your full potential as a mother. Let's finish up right here. Proverbs 31, verse 28. We're, we're, we're going to look at two verses. We'll be done. Why don't you notice the, the virtuous woman receives praise from her husband. Proverbs 31, 28. Her children arise up. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also. And he prays at her. Isn't that what we all want? I think that's what every mother wants. Her children to rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he prays with her. But please, please understand, and I'm not trying to pick on you on Mother's Day. Okay? I'm giving you a shirt. <laughs> Got to count for something. That does not just happen. So how, how did she do it? Proverbs 31, 31, look at it. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works Praise her in the gate. Okay. What are her own works that are praising her? Her children will rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also. And he prays of her. But I want you to notice, it's called her work, mom. Say, I want to reach my full potential as a mother. Then you must work at it. It requires work. It means you must be spiritual. It means you must instill the word of God in your children. It means you must stay home with your children. It means you must discipline your children. It means you must educate your children. It means you must give attention to your children. And it means you must be tender with your children. Let's bow our heads and have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you for mothers. We thank you for Mother's Day. And I do pray that every mother here would not leave offended, would leave encouraged. I know I've joked about it. We are thankful for mothers and the impact they have. And I pray that every mother in this room would make it her priority to reach her full potential as a mother. Now, some ladies find themselves in situations they can't help. They find themselves without certain options, and that's not their fault. And I pray in those situations you'd help us as a church to come alongside those ladies and love them and help them. But wherever these mothers find themselves... Maybe as a mother, maybe as a single mother, maybe as a grandmother with raised children, wherever they find themselves, I pray that they would do their best to reach their full potential. In the matchless name of Christ, we pray. Amen. All right, we're going to have Brother Matt come up and lead us in a final song. Just want to give you a couple of reminders. First of all, don't forget that the building's going to be closed.